Welcome back everybody. I know it's been a minute since I last updated. Um, If you are new, this is the Young Adult Novel Podcast. I am reading from the original novel, The Immortal Mage Chronicles, and this is by the author Maria Grant. The book is now published on Amazon. If you just type in The Immortal Mage Chronicles, it's the only one that pops up. Um, You can do ebook, you can do a hard copy book. Please support the author um, and take a look at it, check it out. Um, For everyone else, I am about to get started on chapter 7 and it is titled Blue Eyes. Calissa feels the bile burn the back of her throat as she walks closer to where the body of Georgia is laid out. Once vibrant hair is now covered in dirt and matted blood. Once joyful eyes are now rolled into the back of her head. Students and teachers alike are all surrounding the body, whispering and pointing as well. No police, no yellow tape, no parents, just students, teachers, whispers in a dead body. It's morbid. Calissa throws up. She bends over and hurls twice. With a twinge in her stomach, she takes Leo's offered napkin and wipes with her mouth. She can't look at this. She shouldn't be looking at this. No one should. Get out of my way! Calissa hears her mother before she sees the woman. Long hair flowing as the woman strides up to the dead body. If I see another person take a photo or a video, you are expelled. Her eyes are on fire and people listen, awkwardly putting up their phones as they stare. Move away, a man shouts. Calissa has no idea who this man is. She's never seen him before. Who is that? Calissa whispers to Leo. Hmm, not sure, Leo admits. Everyone get out of here unless you're a witness. The man bellows. He's tall, about six one, with a round belly and a long brown beard. I won't hesitate to arrest anyone in the way. Ah, he must be a cop. There are a few people who linger around, but everyone else starts to dissipate, including Calissa and Leo. Leo grabs onto her hand, and even though she feels a bit uncomfortable at the touch, she allows it. It oddly enough brings her comfort in a way. The feeling of security. Walking back to her dorm, Leo comes inside her room and just sits on the floor in between Calissa's legs. She settles on the bed and places a pillow on her lap and she rests her head on it. Midnight curled up in a ball on Leo's lap. I can't believe she's dead. Calissa's the first to break the silence. I didn't know her, but... I still hoped that she was alive somewhere, merely missing. But to know she's been killed, my heart hurts. It's true. There's a pain in the pit of her stomach that won't go away. It's more than fear. It's sadness. All-encompassing sadness. I know what you mean. I feel sort of numb. Leo admits. Guilty even. I was just having this amazing time on a date with you while a classmate was getting murdered and her body dumped. Shit. I'm curious. 
Calissa rubs on her earring. Who was Georgia a message for? What do you mean? Leo looks up to Calissa, and his brows are furrowed. The body was dumped in the middle of the courtyard at a time when not that many people are around. Calissa begins to explain her thoughts. That means whoever killed her wanted it to be known that they killed her. And they wanted this school to see it. Not the world, just this school. That means someone here is being sent a message. Huh. Leo leans his head on the edge of the bed. He starts to rub on midnight. You bring up a good point. It must be someone who knows this area well enough to sneak on campus, dump a body, and avoid detection. I wonder if they avoided any cameras. Someone who knows this place inside and out. Calissa says slowly as the bell returns to the back of her throat. Her father randomly showed up, kept wanting Calissa to get away from this place, thinks Calissa is a target. Calissa's grandmother thinks there's something going on back home, and now this? What if her father knew of the attack? Oh no, she's going to be sick again. I have to go. Calissa wants to run away. She wants to go to her grandmother or anyone. She just wants to escape. She has this secret and is consuming every inch of her. Wait, no, you have to go. Kalisha tries to gather her thoughts. What? Where? What's going on? Leo jumps up, alarmed. Midnight meows as he scurries away from Leo. I can't tell you just yet. Kalisha feels like she's begging. Please, j just go. I promise to call you tonight. I mean, I promise. Trust me. Leo looks ready to fight. But he seems to relent a little. I just need to talk some things out first. Our girl just died, Leo says somberly. Please just let me know you're okay. I will, she agrees. Thank you for being concerned about me. I'm not used to it, other than my grandmother, of course, but I appreciate it. Well, <laughs> I am the worry type of person, so Leo admits. Just get used to it. Safrina calls me a mother hen. Anyways, just let me know that you're okay. Leo leaves and Calissa texting asking him to come over. She paces the dorm room as she waits for him to come. It takes about 10 minutes. Hey, Zing drops a duffel bag by the closet. I saw Leo on the way here. I told him I was going to be out, so I have to spend the night. Campus is on shutdown. I won't be able to leave the dorm anyways. How to sneak past your dorm lead, though. It's okay, Leah, Calissa tells him. My bed is big enough. Thanks for coming. Zink nods and goes to sit on her desk chair. So, what's up? Zink yawns and Calissa worries on her earrings. <sighs> if Leo was just here, is this something you don't want to talk to him about? Not yet. Not until I figure out what's going on, Calissa tells him. Going on with what? Zink leans back in his chair. Touch me. She blurts out. Zink raises both eyebrows. I thought you and Leo. Zink trails off and Calissa blushes a fire red. No. She yells to correct herself. Jesus, no. She listens at his chuckles. Please, just try to get a vision off me. That girl died. And you think my hearing voices might be tied to the kidnapped people. If Trevor is going to be on some sort of kidnap list, I want to prevent anything bad from happening to him, if I can. So please try. 
Of course. Ving doesn't even hesitate to respond. Even though I don't need to touch you to get a vision. He leans forward and takes both of Calissa's hands in his own. He closes his eyes and then his body does this weird jerk thing before his stealth go. It takes a few minutes, but he's coming out of whatever vision it is that he must have received. Wow. Zink shakes his head and blinks a bit. I saw you crying and you heard a voice tell you that this is what you get for not being obedient. Honestly, it looked like Leo was badly hurt. You almost didn't recognize him at your feet. Calissa feels herself pale. Was her father right? Is she in danger? Thus, Leo by proxy? I, Calissa can't even form thoughts right now. Tell me the truth about the voice. Zink, please, all of it. You know you can trust me. But the thing is, can Calissa trust him? Can she trust anyone at this point? She's going to have to take a chance and trust Zink. Because there's no other options. When I was nine, I did some sort of spell that scared my grandmother, Calissa recalls. I have no idea what the spell was. It's like I blocked that entire day out. I just remember afterwards, I started hearing this voice. At first, it scared me, but then I just got used to it. Zink licks his lips and tilts his head in concentration. Hear me out, Zink starts. What if the spell you perform awoke something? Or you were made aware by someone or something? Maybe Zink is right. Maybe this is tied to the secret she shares with her grandmother. If that voice and these students are connected, then that would mean I've been on this person's radar since I was nine, Calissa tells Zink. They've had many chances to come for me. My grandmother would never have let me come here if she thought I would be a walking target. Unless they didn't need you yet. Zink leans back. I've been thinking about this since I first met you. Your tests say that you're a maroon. But are you really? Why would you ask that? Calissa feels herself start to clam up. She messes with her earrings again and nibbles on her bottom lip. Your grandmother is making you hide a massive secret. And is obviously not about you hearing voices because she doesn't know about that. Zink deadpans. What else could you be hiding? Calissa doesn't respond. There's nothing she can say. You're wrong. Calissa shakes her head. She feels sad and angry at the same time. He's wrong. So incredibly wrong. That's not my secret. Zink is close, though, to the real secret. Calissa can't let it be disclosed. I, hey. Zink puts his hands up. Don't force yourself here. If you don't feel comfortable telling me, then don't. But I just don't want your secrets putting Trevor at risk. I get that. Calissa responds quickly. But this secret has nothing to do with the missing people. And if it turns out that it does, then I will tell you everything right away. I promise. All right. Zinkling's back in his chair. Tell me your thoughts about the voice. Have you researched it? No. She admits in shame. 
I've been too afraid to research it because I thought that I might come across information that proved I was simply crazy. Have you asked your mom? Zane questions next. Calissa snorts. Maybe it's hereditary or something. I doubt that. Calissa dismisses. Not that she care that I'm worried over here. Calissa rolls her eyes at the thought. With all this going on, you should think about telling her. Zink offers. Even if she dismisses you. In the meantime, let's research what this can mean. Thank you, Zink. Calissa feels appreciative. She just hopes trusting Zink won't come back to bite her in the ass. The rest of the night goes smoothly. They talk things out to see if they have any ideas on the voice. They come up with nothing. While Calissa sleeps, Zink just stays playing his puzzles on his phone. Leo initially admits he was upset and a bit hurt to know that Zink spent the night with Calissa without telling him, but he got over it soon after remembering Calissa's free to have friends and do as she wants. He also understood that Calissa doesn't have to ask him permission to do anything. Calissa does understand where Leo's coming from, however, which is why Calissa isn't surprised to see him at her front door the first thing in the morning, which is Saturday. The buzz about Georgia is high this morning. With no classes to distract people, all they can do is talk about Georgia in the body, According to the rumors and people who work in the admin office, nothing was caught on camera. Biting on her bottom lip, Calissa pulls out her phone and messages her father to meet up. He instantly responds back. Hey, Leo, Calissa calls as she gets up from the bench. She and Leo are currently in the back courtyard just talking and enjoying the weather. I have to go really quickly. Yeah, I'll come with you. Leo gets up. Calissa wants to protest, but decides against it. With people going missing, it'll be good not to go alone, even if for a few moments. I'm going to meet my family friend, Calissa warns Leo. His face looks a bit brighter, like he's excited at the prospect. She shakes her head, and they walk to the front of the school where her father is standing out of sight. He must see Leo because his posture is now tight. There's a twitch in his lip that lets Calissa instantly know the man is annoyed. Calissa. The man says her name, but is staring at Leo. You brought a friend. Again, a tight lip. He's upset. This is Leo, my good friend, Calissa introduces. We've gone on two dates. It's okay for him to be here. He's been a good friend to me since I've arrived. That's right. Leo quickly speaks up, looking like a proud papa. I care about her. She's like one of us now. We look after each other. You're her family friend, right? You're worried about her being here? Calissa's father looks to Leo like a wild animal, then turns his gaze back to Calissa. You've told him a lot. Her father deadpans. But yes, I've heard about the dead girl. Calissa, you shouldn't be here. Her name is Georgia, Calissa tells him. Not just some dead girl. And you say that I shouldn't be here. But I don't understand why, Calissa shakes her head. I'm just a maroon. I'm not in any danger, but you are. 
Her father looks like he wants to pull his hair out right now. You told me yourself that you hear voices. I've done research and that's nothing good. It means there's a target on your back. Anyone close to you could be a target as well. I know that's not something you want to happen. Calissa feels herself pale. She thinks back to Zink's vision of her crying and Leo being badly hurt. If what her father is saying is true, then Leo is in danger, not her. Hey, it's okay. Leo speaks up to reassure her. I'm tough, and so are our friends. Leaving now is not going to solve the problem. You'd rather her be in danger alone? Shut up, her father tells Leo. It shocks Calissa. She needs to be somewhere safe until this is over. Don't talk to him like that. Calissa frowns. He's going to convince you to stay when you should be leaving, her father explains. Sir, Leo interrupts. You talk like you know... More than what you're letting on. Why are you so adamant she's in danger? What do you know about the voices? Even though I have no idea what voices we are referring to right now, I agree with Leah. Calissa agrees. You told me yourself that you know this school and how to avoid cameras. How many others can do the same thing? Because George's body was dumped, but no camera shot could find who did it. And just how did you learn about the voice? Are you accusing me of something? Her father turns cold. There's a sadness in his eyes that Calissa has never seen before. You think I could kill some little girl when I have a daughter her same age? Calissa swallows and looks to the ground. No, she mumbles. I was just wondering how the person knew to avoid the cameras. They might be a current or former student. Her father responds. I don't know which one. I'm trying to look into this from a distance, but it's hard. Just come back with me. I can't do that, she tells the man. He looks annoyed but seems to want to drop the subject, at least for now. And you keep avoiding the question. Do you know more than what you're letting on? I'm done here. If you want to stay on campus so bad, then so be it. He turns and leaves, not saying another word. Calissa knows he's disappointed on her, but there's nothing she can do about that. He's hiding something. For the first time, Calissa wonders if she can even trust him. That <laughs> guy some serious issues, huh? Leo jokes. Calissa chuckles and shakes her head. But, uh, what about voices? You hearing stuff? Yeah. Calissa gives a terse nod. Let's not worry about that now, though. Calissa tries to derail the conversation. The truth is, how can she not worry about this? Her father is hiding something. She might be a target. Trevor's life could be in danger. And a student was just murdered. Things are not okay. And Calissa has no idea if she's trapped right in the middle of it somehow or not. Trying to clear her mind, she and Leo eventually part ways. He goes to hang out with Zink and Trevor while she settles on researching different mages to see if she can find one who heard voices. As she sits in the back of the library by herself since it's a Saturday, She's surprised to hear her mother's voice arguing with someone. If I find out you're disclosing any bit of information, a man's voice trails off. What can I possibly have to hide? Her mother shrieks. Calissa doesn't dare walk closer to him. Instead, tries to quiet her breathing. I have nothing to gain by allowing some murderer on my campus to walk free. Then why did you lie about the tapes? 
the man counters. What tapes? Calissa so desperately wants to know. I lied about tapes I knew nothing of. How was that even possible? Calissa hears her mother shout in an annoyed tone. You might be a detective, but you sure aren't that bright, are you? Obviously, someone was able to sneak on campus, dump a body, avoid all students and cameras, and you really think they weren't able to delete any nearby footage as well? You admitted that there were some recently installed cameras. Who else would have known about them then? Not even the students knew, this detective insinuates. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe the people who installed them. Her mother is growing in frustration. Maybe someone saw. Do I look like a psychic to you? How about you do your actual job and stop harassing me? I'm convinced you're lying. And since I'm hired by Georgia's parents, that means I won't be leaving the school until I solve this murder. The man puts his foot down. This is private property, her mother lets him know. You should find yourself scarce off my property or, or what? The man questions. You'll simply see. Her mother merely responds. You have a daughter, do you not? The man seems to sigh. What if that was her dead? How can you act so cold towards the matter? I didn't know that Georgia girl personally. Calissa can feel the smirk on her mother's voice. However, I assure you, my daughter would never have died so easily. I'm not that lucky. Calissa's not surprised at the response, but it pains her anyway. She lets a tear roll down her cheek before she wipes it away. Standing up, she allows herself to sink into that darkness that slowly become a part of her. She stalks up to her mother and allows a woman to have a piece of her mind. You think I'm so proud to be your daughter? Calissa rounds on her mother. I hate the fact that you gave birth to me, you sordid woman. What are you doing listening on other people's conversations? Her mother says in return, stalking closer to Calissa. I was in here when I heard you. Calissa snorts, hardly listening in on purpose. Besides, that's not the point. The issue here is you blatantly told a detective you would be happy if I were dead. If I end up missing, I want the world to know you did it. Please. Her mother rolls her eyes. Like I waste time on killing you, especially when you don't even matter in the first place. I would never risk going to jail for something so worthless, you stupid pink. Fine. Calissa turns to the detective. Sir, just so you know, my mother is incompetent. She ignored all warning signs of a problem and now a student is dead. Just know if my mother ever goes missing, it's because I'm the one who killed her. Calissa gives her mother the middle finger. Fuck you. Then turns and leaves. Books forgotten. She hates that woman. She hates this place and she just wants to go home. Calling her grandmother is a much better option than running away, though. Storming outside, her grandmother answers on the third ring. Instead of talking, she spends 20 seconds coughing. <laughs> hey, baby. Annabelle finally says, Hey, grandmother. I miss you. Calissa admits, I... <laughs> I miss you as well. She sounds even worse. Calissa can't help but notice. 
I should come and visit. Calista tries to get permission to go home. No, comes the stern warning. <laughs> it's hard to listen to you when you sound like you're dying. Calista deadpans. Because I am. <laughs> Annabelle tries to make a joke. Now tell me about you. What's going on? Well, Calissa blushes before she can even get the words out. I told you I made some friends. One of those friends is Leo, and we've gone on two dates already. Whoop! Annabelle cheers. My <coughs> grandbaby has been there two weeks and already two dates. Those New York boys move so fast. Calissa feels herself lying, laughing. And the tension built up in her shoulder melts away with every passing second. His name is Leo, Grandma. He is so sweet and protective. It's nice. Calissa gushes. He's kind of jealous of his older guy, Bradley. But honestly, Bradley seems like a flirt more than anything else. There's probably some hidden agenda to him. Hmm. Annabelle Holmes, be careful then. Remember my our secret, my dear. Calissa kicks at a random rock. I know, Calissa whines. I haven't told anyone, but I fought with mom again. Also, that Georgia girl who I told you was missing showed up dead yesterday. Jesus. Annabelle grows so quiet. Calissa has to check her phone. I thought you'd be safer there. Annabelle sounds like she's talking to herself right now. Calissa begins explaining everything from the beginning. It takes Annabelle about five minutes before even responding again. That's a lot. I know. Calissa nods even though the woman can't see the movement. This voice you hear. You haven't heard it since that day in class. Annabelle questions next. Exactly. Calissa bites on her bottom lip. Do you remember what Spella performed back then? When I was nine? There's more silence. Do you think the voice is tied to our shared secret? No, I... Annabelle's cut off when Calissa has a body slammed into her. Calissa, come with me. Bradley's pulling on her arm. I'm on the phone. Calissa tries as she's dragged to the, behind the school in the edge of the woods where people don't usually venture off to. Calissa, are you okay? Annabelle's shouting on the phone. Yes, grandmother. Calissa answers. It's just Bradley. I'll call you later. Love you. I love you too. Annabelle hangs up first and Calissa huffs as she places her hands on her hips. That was rude, she chastises. Yeah, I'm sorry. He rubs at the back of his neck. I didn't even notice you were on the phone. I just really wanted you to come and see something. I swear to God, if you pull your, down your pants, Calissa warns. Oh my God. <laughs> Bradley pants as he laughs so hard, smacking his knee as he bends down to hold onto his stomach with his free hand. I want to show you a spell. He wipes at his eyes and Calissa sees his weir eyes him wearily as they venture further into the woods. Let me text Zinc real quick. She tells Bradley, people are going missing. I can't be too trusting. She sends her friend a text to let him know where she is and with whom. Just in case she goes missing, there's a trail. I'm harmless to you. Bradley raises his hands in defense. Calissa notices he says to you, meaning he won't harm Calissa, but he is capable of calming harm to others. What do you want to show me then? 
Colissa follows as he stops about a few feet into the woods. He bends down and she notices a dead bird. That's so sad, she points out. I can bring it back to life, Bradley whispers. Can you keep a secret? I think my problem is I keep too many secrets, Calissa notes. Well, good. Bradley smells. Watch. Bradley's hands hover over the creature as he closes his eyes. I call upon the earth to give a life that was taken. I call upon the earth to bring back one of God's creatures. With these hands, I put breath back into this body. Rise. Rise for me. As Bradley stops chanting, the sky turns a dark gray as if a storm is brewing. The wind picks up and Calissa's hair flies in her face. Bradley begins chanting the same phrase over and over again and then blue light comes from his palms. The bird flaps his wings. Calissa hovers her mouth covers her mouth as the sky turns back normal and the bird gets up flying away. He raised the dead. That was phenomenal, Calissa says with bated breath. Bradley opens his eyes and they are just as blue for briefly before turning back normal. Blue. She pants. Your eyes were so blue. Could it be? Is Bradley holding the same secret as Calissa? No, impossible. Why would he show it off so casually like that? Especially considering what he did is so taboo. The day I met you, your eyes were also blue. He grabs onto her hand, shaking her out of her thoughts. I told you. Bradley never gets to finish his sentence before Leo and Zink are walking into the woods. Calissa pulls out of his hold and steps back, feeling floored and shocked. His eyes were blue. That means something. She just doesn't know what. I was just leaving. Bradley puts his hands up and backs out of the woods, but not before giving Calissa a wink. What did he want with you? Oyo asks concern. Blue eyes. Calissa mutters her thoughts out loud. Callie, this is important. Zing looks into Calissa's eyes. Were his eyes blue? Were they a glowing dark blue? Blinking confused, she nods once. Oh my god. Zink and Leo share a look that goes over her head. What does that mean? Calissa wants to know. It's the mark of an immortal. Zink swallows. Calissa feels her legs weakening. She knows what it means deep down. If he's an immortal, then why is he so obsessed with Calissa? Why is he even in this school? Leo wants to know, concerned even more. Zing stares at Calissa like she's the key to every answer in the world. Fuck, Zing whispers. What? Leo demands. Nothing, man. It's nothing, bro. Zing shakes his head. People's eyes change color all the time. I'm sure that's all it was. My eyes change colors even when I'm sleepy. You know that. Zink notes. Calissa looks to him and sees a certain look in Hazel's eyes that lets her know to play along. Right, she nods. Trick of the light and all that. I was seeing things, I'm sure of it, just freaked out because I thought a bird had dead, but it wasn't. You sure? Leo asks her, and she nods again, not sure what to think. All she knows is that Bradley is something dangerous and she should stay away, even if a part of her is intrigued. 
It doesn't quite turn that way out, though. And Saturday turns to Sunday, and Sunday ends marking the beginning of Monday. A new week goes by. During that time, more whispers and rumors of George are spread around. Calissa also learns the detective that George's parents hired is named Larson Rice. The most important thing, however, that happens during the week is that Calissa went on another date with Leo and started meeting up with Bradley. He's dangerous, but intriguing at the same time. He's helping her learn spells and helping her practice how to defend herself in case someone tries to attack her. Leo, of course, is not happy about this, but there's just something about Bradley that she feels drawn to. It will take some time, but she's going to realize just how tied together the two truly are.